and you're very welcome to racing only better ahead of the weekend's action at Kempton, Newcastle and a couple of flat races if you don't mind to go through at Linkfield as well hoping to steer you towards some winners we got on to the three brightest sharpest racing minds the world has ever seen unfortunately they weren't available so you're left with this lot headbangers or us how are you kev how are you? I've committed a terrible broadcast and saying I've taken a bite of a biscuit before just before we started. <laughs> okay, okay. You, you, you take your time, you take your time, you finish your biscuit there. But, I'm, but I'm, the um, biscuit's lovely and I'm in good form, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Going back Tony. to your three's rugby days, that, innit? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, Tony Calvin, you're well, I presume? Yeah, 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 not too bad, not too bad. Good stuff. And Daniel Barber is with us once again. How are you, Dan? We actually had Vanessa standing in for the last two weeks and... Uh, a very different atmosphere. I don't know, Dan, if it's a reflection on you or not, but we just enjoy ourselves. We've got yeah. <laughs> I gotta say, I'm, I'm glad there's a podcast to come back to. I mean, I, I sort of know, I sort of know how your parents felt now when you yeah. uh, you went away for a week. They went away for a weekend, came back, and you absolutely savaged the house. Of course, <laughs> except in this party, Hughes passed out in the corner, kept kept syrups falling off, and blocked the same thing. <laughs> Calvin's bollocking the elderly couple next door, insisting that they write a pace map for the trip to the shops. <laughs> Well, Dan, your, oh, seat, yeah. your seat has been kept nice and warm, and we're all um, absolutely Dan's coming out firing. <laughs> he's preempting. He's preempting the slagging he's going to get. I love it. Okay, before we get into the, the next forty-four game, minutes or so, could be quite long for you <laughs> after that. Uh, not, it's not something I'm used to being. That I've got to say. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, before we get into the wake, uh, weekend's racing, grow your roar for Cheltenham. We've been doing this for the last a uh, couple of shows with a three a free thirty pound bet pot. So bet twenty pounds on horse racing in a week on the exchange or the sports book to add ten pounds to your Cheltenham free bet pot. Terms and conditions apply. So, for example, if you bet twenty pound on a horse uh, horse racing in a week, you get ten pounds towards a free Cheltenham bet pot. You can split your stake across several races. You can put it all on one horse, whatever you like and the free bet will be credited to your account on March the 14th. Okay, just ahead of Cheltenham. It's not quite Cheltenham this weekend. We do have some interesting races to talk about. We'll kick off things at Kempton, gents, if you don't mind. The 115 is a handicap chase. It's two and a half miles. And uh, Phlegmatic is your three to one favourite. You've got Patroclus for Nicky Henderson, whose stable form isn't great at the moment at four to one. Alongside Dehran de Carjac at four to one. You've got uh, Le Chameleon, uh, Chameleon at uh, six to one. Not a role model, eight to one. And have what you like about the rest. Kevin Blake, kick us off here. A difficult one to work out, I think, um, certainly for me anyway. But who have you come down on? Um, I've sided with Patroclus. Um... Hugh, uh, you, listeners with long memories might recall, I tipped him up on his chasing debut there at Newbury um, there just after Christmas. And I'm um, sure he ran horrendously. He was pulled up and, of course, came out the next day and, and won. Um, and I liked it. I, like his jumping isn't maybe 100% there yet. The, the, the whole thing with him was that he was a promising hurdler and he just always looked like a real cliche alert, like chaser in the making. And his jumping was, was adequate last time, but I suspect he'll be capable of better. And um, it was only a second start over fences, in fairness. And um, three-pound rise is, is very manageable. Um, this is a better race, etc. There's no doubt about that. But uh, I'm just expecting him to continue stepping up. Um, and I was, I was favouring him, Hugh, over the horse that must surely be named after you. What is that, Kev? Not a role model? Not a role model. <laughs> <laughs> How did I know you were going to say that? But I mean, it's a process of elimination, really, isn't it? Process of elimination. Okay, so Patroclus for Kev, who obviously doesn't read anything to the Nicky Henderson lack of stable form recently. What about yourself, Tony Calvin? Who have you come down on? Um, I did this race in some depth, and there was about twice the number of runners on Tuesday. And I um, I tipped up two, actually. I tipped up Dorian de Karjak and 
uh, not a role model. Uh, there were sevens and fourteens. I think they're still fair prices now uh, at fours and eights respectively. The race has obviously cut up, and Dayrend Akarjak is just um, it, it's just really really interesting. He's um, he likes decent ground. Uh, we should mention the ground at Goodwood, uh, ground at Kemp Goodwood. Uh, the ground at Kempton's good to soft. They had they had four mil this morning on Thursday morning, but mm-hmm. it's still good to soft, good in places. I think that's important for this horse. He's ran, he ran two good races in, in high-class Cheltenham handicaps on his last two starts, um, even though his jumping's left a little bit to be desired. But he's dropped down to a mark of 129 now. Um, that's £17 lower than his, and his pomp in, in 2020. He dropped down to a 0-130 handicap, I think, if he jumped around um, in a relatively blemish-free fashion, then I think he, he must go very, very close. I'd have him as clear favourite here. I said that on Tuesday. Mm. And I think the same now. Not a role model. Um, the key with him is uh, there's there's a, and I shouldn't actually mention the pace motor here because Daniel ripped the piss out of me. But there's there's oh. plenty of there's plenty of pace in this race, and this horse is normally a forward goer. But they've been holding him up on softer ground than I did on his last two starts. So I was kind of hoping there wouldn't be a lot of pace in this race for him to revert to the forward going tactics. But you know he's come down to a good mark. You know the Sam Thomas stable is in good form. Um, well, continues in good form. They've been in pretty good form all season. He's come down to a mark. I, I like I said, um, two mile, two mile four, good to soft ground, falling handicap mark. Uh, if he comes back to that Chepstow second in December, uh, which has worked out really well, and he's off a three pound lower mark hill, I think he'll go very well as well. But I was, I was a bit disappointed to see uh, so many pace rivals in there. But Darjan mm. Darjan de Karjak uh, uh, fours on the sports book, nine to two plus on the exchange. Okay, it's probably the way to go here. Lovely. Okay, so still decent prices then for both of those yeah. uh, horses. And if you followed in anti post, you're in a good position. What about yourself, Dan? Then um, are you going to uh, come down on Kevin's side, Tony's, or have you got a, a different view on how this race is going to go? A uh, bit of both, because my first protocol was there on the Carjack too. I just think this track is so much more suitable for him than Cheltenham's been. Yeah. Softest ground at Cheltenham. He just doesn't get home. He, he makes a big move into contention, then can't sustain it. And I know he's never run at Kempton before, but I think the best effort of his career was at Huntingdon, which is a very similar course. He snotted Pim, gave him weight and a beating. Pim won off about 137 next time, beat Imperial Aura at Cheltenham after that. So that is a standout piece of form. He doesn't seem capable of doing it, but if he's going to do it, it's it's Kempton, goodish ground, good soft ground. But the one I just think is massively the wrong prize, and this won't be, there's no way one true king's going to be the rag of the field at 10s, is there? I mean, it's a novice running against mostly exposed horses. The Sandown form threw up winners. Early Delamo came out of that race and won. Um, Sam Allwood's horse out on the tear came out from that race and won. He's just running strong races. That, he ran in the Lingfield race. And one thing to say about the Lingfield valuable million, winter millions card is the, the form is proving strong for a lot of the races. And he comes from that. Ferro Bamboo's been second. There's been two or three winners from further back. He bombed out completely, but I don't think he wants ground like that. He's trying two and a half. That will surely suit him. I think it's overdue given another crack at this trip. Conditions are better. Freshened up by five weeks off. I mean, I'll show my, as they say around here, I'll show my ass on the town hall steps if he's 10 to 1. I just don't believe it. Okay, all right. So that's a big, big old price then. Big old price. Not that we want to see that. Oh, I've got some bad news for you, Dan. He's yes. 10 to 1. There's no, no, if, there's no way he will be on the SP. The SP can't be, surely. If it is, okay. I've, I've got him badly wrong. 
Right. Okay. Lovely. We'll move on to the 150 then, gents. The Adonis Juvenile Hurdle. This is over two miles then. And uh, the betting on uh, Thursday evening when we're recording is Night Salute uh, for Milton Harris is your uh, two to one favourite with Paddy Brennan on board. Pleasant Man for Paul Nichols at four to one. Impulsive one, 11 to two for Nicky Henderson. Maka Devassi at six to one. And let's have what you like about Gravestone, uh, Rubeau and Teddy Blue and the rest. Um, so, yeah, an interesting one again. Um, you can make a case for a couple of these as well. Paul Nichols says, Tony, before you come in on this, you know, the, the jockey booking does no significance. Bryony Foss rides regularly for Chris Giles and the part owner of uh, Roubaix. Uh, so they're trying a tongue tie with him on so not to read anything into the jockey bookings itself, and um, which I guess is informative. But who do you like? Uh, I'm just kind of wondering whether Bryony would rather be on Greystone, who she's built up a, a good relationship with, and that could get the run of the race from out in front. But the Lucy Wadham stable is not in the best of form. But... Yeah, I mean, Knight Salute's probably a fair price, around 2 to 2 one, nine to 4 But, you know, mm. they, he does have a £5 penalty along with Impulsive One. Uh, but Knight Salute should be the clear market leader. I, I was quite taken by Mako Devassi. Um, I would have put him up earlier in the week, but I kind of, I kind of thought they might have gone for the uh, for the Boodles with him, given the, okay. given the handicap mark and his progressive profile. But he didn't get an entry. Um, but you know, so they're coming here, so you don't have to worry about being given an easy one with Cheltenham in mind. And I just just have a look at the way the horses progressed. I mean, they thought they must have had something to go along with, because uh, first time up for a Jane Williams horse to go off, um, I think that's eleven to eight favourite um, when playing out of Foss last first time up. So yeah, must be showing a bit at home. But he's progressed since then, like all of the horses do. They're unraced on the flat. They just improve with their with their work on the racetrack and. Go back and have a look at that run behind in the Triumph Hurdle trial behind Pied Piper last time. He was the only other horse apart from Pied Piper traveling coming into the coming into the straight there. Now mm-hmm. he stuck on really well to finish second. Um, I was a little bit disappointed with his effort out there, given considering the way he was going into the race. I'm just wondering whether they didn't intru- uh, put him in a, in the festival because they didn't didn't really really handle uh, or, or really kind of appreciate the Cheltenham Hill. So. The way that horse is going, and he's obviously getting weight from the top two, uh, I think this track will suit. Chester mm-hmm. Williams can't claim his free, which is obviously a downside. But I thought at six, seven to one each way, um, I think Maka Devassi is, is the way to go in here. Okay. Six to one, the current time of recording. Then Maka Devassi for uh, Tony Calvin. For yourself, Kevin. With Tony. Um like again, he just has a different profile to most of these, doesn't he? Like most of these had good careers in the flat and were good and hardened before they ever went hurdling. And um, he's taken a good step forward each start, and you'd hope to be more to come. Um, the lack of a like a Cheltenham entry of any description is is odd. Um, you can only assume that maybe they're taking the view that look at you know the festival might come a little bit soon in his career, maybe because the you know the the Boodles would have seen a very natural option for him. Yeah. Um, very they've done well in as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like it they like they won with Flying Tiger in 2017. And the reason why I didn't, I, you know, I was looking at the race on Tuesday. I thought, you know, they they're going to get in off 126 already with this horse, and you know, mm. do they really need to be winning there? And Flying Tiger did finish fourth in this race before winning at Cheltenham. Mm. So I thought, you know, they might give it an easy, but yeah, I mean, now that mm. now that now that worries out of the way, oh, yeah. I'm even more keen on it. Mark yeah. and Vassy, then both of you, go on, yeah, yeah, like and look. It's, it's, you know, I want to say it's windy grey too, but geez, the, the British juveniles are just very windy. Like you look at um, you look at the entries for the triumph and like night salute, I'm nearly certain is the highest official rating of all the, the British juveniles. Um, like now it's not going to happen, but it's not a million to one that like 
that that you know mo- the vast majority of the British juveniles end up in the in the boodles rather than the the triumph. Mm-hmm. Um, I think whether we're quite key on that. If it becomes as testing as it is now, like Porticello, for instance, Gary's mm. horse would defo would go triumph. I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's 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 anyway. But look, um, look, this isn't the great grade two. He's getting five pounds. Um, it's look, clearly go very much going the right way. And like Tony says, the price is probably right because the, the rest, like Knight Salute, I suppose, is solid. If you like your fabs, he's solid. Like he won despite um, not jumping particularly well last time. Um, like Greystone's probably going to make the pace here. You know, he's quite free going. Hopefully, he'll make it a good test for all. Um, but yeah, I'm not at the vast. I think it's probably the value, isn't it? The price. Just, Come on, Dan. The price is right. Yes, good stuff. Six to one. 225 then, gents. We'll move on swiftly is the uh, Pendle Novice Chase. It's two and a half miles. And uh, Pick Dory for Paul Nichols is your 15 to eight favourite at the time of recording. Just ahead of Manella Drama for Donald McCain at two to one. Fantastic Lady, 72 for Nicola Henderson. Miller's Bank, four to one. And the outsider, rank outsider, is Goa Lil uh, for the Twist and Davies at 33 to one. Daniel Barber. It's a short enough field. And again, the first four in the market really between them. Who have you come down on? Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm going to put my tin hat on here, ready for ready for some TC brick bats. But uh, a, treme- a tremendous looking horse uh, from my paddock watching this year <laughs> it is fantastic lady. She's, uh, I mean, I mentioned the network angle last week, didn't we? That celebrity land just being better chasers. She's a network, and I know Henderson's horses all look unbelievably good, well, but she's just a proper quality mare. And I think there are holes in the horses that have got better form and more flashy profiles. Pick Dorhe for one. Um, I don't know whether he really wants his trip. He's going to be winging around there. He's going to get taken on by Miller's Bank. They both ran in that Newbury race, which was complete carnage, wasn't it, late on, with horses falling over left, right and centre. Miller's Bank has since unseated again in the dipper. So there are issues with him, but I still think those two will press on. Manila Drama's come unstuck on his one visit south in a proper race when he ran at Sandown. Went back up north to Haydock last time. Went round the outside throughout and outclassed handicappers, really. Now, she's stepping up from a mare's handicap and a novice handicap, but she's an absolutely tremendous jumper. She's progressive, and she's getting £7 at least, 7 and 12 from the others. I just think it's worth chancing on her that she can catch a couple of the big guns off their game, and her progress is enough to make me think that Fours is a fair price win only. Lovely, fantastic lady win only for Dan Barber. For yourself, Kevin. Um, I was side with Manella Drama at, at the trip. Um, okay. like Dan, like Dan kind of alluded to there. I think the trip will suit him better than it was suit Pictori. Um, like he had one semi-blip, but he didn't run that bad at Sandown. Like it was it was an okay mm-hmm. type of run. It was below form, but it was okay. And he hung that day, and I think he lost his shoe, but it was good to see him get back on track at Haydock and He's a nice, straightforward rider, I thought, and he might just outclass these again. Look, great too, um, but these are these are kind of second stringers in, in yeah. the wider scheme of um, you know top class novice chasing. And I thought uh, it could be a good opportunity for Manella Drama to, to make a bit more hay. Oh, okay, what well, would imagine be if Gallop and Deschamps running this? All right, 140, 140 <laughs> laps, let alone <laughs> legs. Um, what about um, not exactly your forte five runner and um, novice chases uh, grade twos, Tony? But what, what have you fancied here? Have you no, me? I obviously I, I do a piece with uh, Nico, so I had to look at all fantastic ladies. Um, chase runs before I rang in this morning and I was quite I was quite taken by her actually um you know even though it's coming a lesser grade and obviously she's stepping up to grade two company but I was 
I was quite impressed by that Bangor win last time. Thought she yeah. ran really well, albeit only come off mark 129. But yeah, I getting weight, she gets 12 pounds off the top two, uh, seven pounds off the next one, next one up. Yeah, I thought getting the weight, I thought 72 4 to 1 was was probably fair. Like you, like you say, uh, you, it's not my kind of race whatsoever. Yeah. So I wouldn't dream of having a bet. But gun to head, I would probably take the 72 4 to 1 fantastic lady uh, against the other lot. They look, double, a, look a bit of a rum bunch mm, for a 60 grand race anyway. Dan and TC in agreement on fantastic lady at 72 4 to 1, and it's Manila drama for Kevin uh, Blake. The three o'clock is the next we're going to talk about um, the Sky Bet. Dovecote novices hurdle. It's uh, two miles. It's three o'clock in your car, as I said. <laughs> Shall we have one more? What are you laughing at? It's, just, it's, laughing? it's, an, it's an even worse grade two. It's the worst grade yeah. two in the last. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. house is definitely named after you, Hubert, as well. Shall we have one are more? Are you coming over for Cheltenham, Blake? No, I'm not. I'm I was going to say. From home. Everyone would, uh, everyone would have slaughtered you the way you just go on about our grade twos <laughs> while ignoring your brilliant ones. Yeah, you hate just hate facts. Some people don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Bloody facts getting in the way about? of my argument again. Um, shall we have a more for the Moors? Is um, eleven to ten on at the moment? Top of the market. Oh. Eleven to two. Then is Alkin Risk. I presume that's how you pronounce it. Um, ICO for at six to one for Paul Nichols. You've got Frere Darm at seven to one. Mariko Davasi um, at ten to one. And it's how much you like about the rest then. Right, Kev, kick us off, please, if you don't mind. Um, shall we have one more? The answer is always yes. Shall you have <laughs> this one more? Um, I think it's quite, uh, now I might be back up the wrong tree now, but I thought it was quite interesting that Nichols has run an ICO here. Um, you know, four-year-old against the elders. Um, was very impressive. First, um, sorry, second, first time for Nichols, second time over hurdles at Kempton. And uh, was a bit disappointing behind Pied Piper last time, but um, maybe just a little bit too free. Uh, and it just he's a little bit interesting getting the weight off the, off the olders, I think. Like this, this is a windy, windy grey too. And um, and and he was good at Kempton that day. Um, and look, if he bounced, if he bounced back, I don't know, Paul Nichols, it's still a bit. He was probably in the height of all that concern and running bad when he disappointed a bit that day at Cheltenham. Um, whereas now he's having a few winners. I know the lads maybe aren't fully happy with him yet, but. Um, I just thought it was worth taking a bit of a chance on. I thought it was an, it was an interesting decision to make to come here. And, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if it gets rewarded. Okay, excellent stuff. Um, what about yourself then, uh, Tony Calvin? Yeah, that's, that, the Nichols horse, that was, he had an absolutely horrendous weekend uh, when that horse mm. ran. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that posted a really good time figure and uh, when winning at Kempton first time up. So, um, yeah, I can see that bouncing back. Uh, but... I think mean, the starting point for this race is, is this favourite is an absolutely shocking price at 10 to 11, isn't he? I mean, Kev, you know, Kev's taking the piss out of this great team. It's got some depth to this race. You know, it's, it's if got... If you like him rated 130. Well, you know, but they're, you know, they are on an upward curve. Um, yeah. I mean, the one I like, so I, I wouldn't be dismissive of them. You've got a lot of horses going places in this race. It's not as if you're, you know, they're a, a base level and they're aggressive. So, yeah, I, I, I'd be inclined to take a positive view of this race, but... For all, shall we have one more? Was impressive last time, but that was a Mickey Mouse race. They made the running with him after being too free previously. Um, I think he's an absolute shocking prize. I mean, ten to eleven. I mean, if he goes off ten to eleven, I won't even bear my ass. I might even turn around. It's oh. like, um, <laughs> it's like um, so. Hopefully, the more heavy hitters don't get involved on court. But um, yeah, it's um, yeah. I mean, you've got to take him. On. You've got to take him on. If if I can get him in the book at two point one, 
and have to field running for me at 10 to 11. That's the way to play this. But the one I like is um, Freya Darn uh, of Dan Skelton's. Now, this is another horse I thought they might stick into a Cheltenham handicap. But um, when the entries come out yesterday, it, you know, like the um, like the Jay Williams juvenile, just wasn't there, which really surprised me. But he's, he's also in the Moor battle. Um, a week on Saturday, and he's four pound out the handicap now. I'm just so I was just wondering whether they were going to miss this race with this horse, but obviously he's in here now, and he'll pick up a seven pound penalty if he wins this and he go on to that Kelso race. So I just think this could be a bit of a plot. I think a mark of 126 is um, is is, is underestimates him. But apparently, um, when uh, Harry Skelton got off after this horse got beaten by Balco Coastal, he was absolutely filthy because they had a they thought they had a, had a bit of a machine on their hands. and um, But that was a surprisingly quick turnaround from a point. I think they, the point run was in September and that was in December, was it? So um, maybe he wasn't fully fired up there. But yeah, he, he's looked really good on his last two starts, albeit odds on in much lesser company. But he looks a much better horse to me than an arc of 126. If I knew all the dead eight and... Uh, within their ground here. I'd have a proper each way bet at seven to one. The way I'm going to play this, I'm going to wait for the each way market uh, on the exchange to, to fire up uh, probably on Friday. And I'll look to, look to get with him at six to one plus uh, on that each way market because obviously the original play stands, uh, original place turns down there if there's a non runner. And uh, yeah, I think Fred Arms here at six to one plus if all the all the eight stands, but the exchange market takes that out of the equation, the non runner. I think he's. Um, I think he's a horse going places. Wouldn't surprise me if he back if he won here and backed up under a, a seven pound penalty in the Moor Battle a week on a week yeah. on Saturday or Sunday. Jeez, geez, it was yeah. a cheap horse, twenty five grand in October. But but mm. you know, but, and they you, ran you, him two months later. Yeah, you, you, you'd know about that. But that is a very quick turnaround for yeah. him. A point it'd be, of it'd be unusual. Yeah, it'd be unusual. Brothers in arms, brothers in arms, Frere Darm, seven to one. Get on, says Tony. After Collin. your after your J Foy pronounced. <laughs> Um, what about? I'm relieved that nobody's uh, tipped Russian ruler yet. Dan, don't disappoint me. Yeah. Give him what's today. <laughs> don't tip up Russian ruler today. Today of all days, he was Putin five, was he? Um, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, too cool. early for these jokes, Dan. Too early for these jokes. Uh, anyway, Dan, I'd hate to be a bit of a party pooper, but he's one of those. I'm in that awful position where I think a horse will win, but. I can't get excited about the prize. I just think Shower. Well, you shouldn't be day. tipping him then. If he's not the prize, don't tip him. I You're don't, not as bad I, as the other one on the on my tip left. Him, Dan. But equally, I, I don't. I don't think he's. He probably won't be ten to eleven. I don't think. I mean, at the moment, he better not be. But he's. I mean, he's just a rapid horse, isn't he? I mean, that day he got bogged down in the mud at Sandown. He looked. He looked really quick in that bumper when he chinned that really well-regarded horse of Hendo's. Yeah. Um, He's won by 20 lengths the other day, beating a horse who I don't think is a, a mug at all, Grand Ordama, who was having his first start for a new stable. I mean, these on pedigree, a lot of these are just future chasers. ICO, Russia yeah. Rulam, Rico, Devasio, Canrisca. They're all chase bred. This horse is a flatbred who is there for the here and now. And Kempton, okay. I think, on good ground will suit him really well. Lovely. Okay, good stuff. And uh, we'll keep an eye on the price on Saturday. My God, that's a bad thing. About 3.37, the last we're going to talk about before we talk about two flat races at Linkfield is the Carl Trophy Handicap Chase. Over three miles, four places in the Betfair Sportsbook in this one. If you're backing each way, so that's the place to do it. And Sam, 9-2 favour for Evan Williams. Five-star getaway at 9-2 as well. So they're co-favours at the moment. The big breakaway is having a crack at this for Colin Tizard at 7-1. Captain Orr, 15-2. Uh, Galahad Quest, 8-1. And it's 10-1 bar. 
Um, right, TC, give us your pick for this, please. I'll keep it short and snappy, please. Oh, bloody hell. Um, right, <laughs> Cap, um, Captain All is my my main each-way pick of the race with the, with the four places. Uh, funny story about this, I asked the owner on Sunday whether all was well with the horse, and he actually sent me back every single... Um, not a blood test, what are they? Every single scope from this horse this season. Oh. And apparently the horse's most recent scope is the best all season. He hasn't been running that badly, third in the Skybet chase last time. Down to a mark of 127. Um, yeah, I think he's got an excellent chance. Got really good course and distance form. 15 pound lower than fifth in this race last year. You uh-huh. go back even further over course and distance, he, he, he's finished second to a then 140 rated rule per guy. So yeah, I mean, if if they this horse is in the best form he's been all season off a falling handicap mark on a track he goes really well at, I think he'll be very hard to kick out the first four. I think Zakuli is the best handicap horse in the race. The form of that Lingfield win last time has worked out really well. I think the handicapper would have given an extra two pound deal after reassessing that race because the second and third would come out dotted next time. I thought a twenty to one this morning. He's he was a massive price with a sports book. He's been cut into fourteen, so I think that's still very fair. And as a very personal saver, I have I've uh, chucked a few quid, win only on Zanza back on the flat track. Again, I think he's very well handicapped as well. Time for more giving him a squiggle, but if he comes back to the second run on his uh, penultimate start run, all that Halden Gold Cup further off a three pound high mark, which has worked out really well, obviously. Then I think he's. I think they're the three best handicapped horses in the race. So eight clocks have got a move for him, done it? They've given him a couple of months. Yeah, Captain Laws, my I think my a really solid each way bet, a 15 to 2. I think they're still fair. Win only bets on Zaguli. I'm a bit worried about the ground not being uh, soft enough for him, but I think he's the best handicapped horse. And Zanza, if he gets his act together around a flatter track and he's done really good around the likes of Newbury, then I think he's he's a runner as well. So they're my three against the field. Lovely. Dan. Who have you come? That's oh, wide open this one. Wide open. Who do you like? Yeah, oh yeah, it's a really good race. Probably one of the best renewals we've had. It should be well run. Goodbye, Bobby and probably and Beakstown would be probably be the two of the ones that go forward. And Sam. Yeah. And Sam as well. So we should yeah. get a fairly run race. I mean, there is a chance that as happens in this in the past, that they just don't come back. But I like Christian's other one, five star getaway. I thought he was further back than was really ideal at Sandown. Lamilos went to the front, ran the finish out of them. He's progressed throughout, hasn't he? From when he first kicked off in handicaps, he sort of got better and better and better. Needed his reappearance. Won at Kempton, beating Fortescue, who we saw boost the form last week. He went and won the Ascot race. Mm-hmm. And I just thought he was a bit better than the result. We still deal with the horse. He's had only three runs over three miles as well. I think there's a bit of improvement on him. He's a massive animal. There might still be improvement physically. And I thought he had fewer convictions than most. Um, he's nine to two. It's about the... It's not far off the right price. Probably, I'd make it probably four, seven to two, but I still think there's a point's worth in there. Okay, lovely. And as I mentioned, four places on the bet for Sportsbook. Kev, last word to you on this before we move to the flat. Uh, who do you like? Oh, I like Lawler. Lawler. Do you? Do you really? Do you? I was um, looking at him. I was looking at him. Six yeah, I do. I, 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 I tipped him the day he finished third in the, the Paddy Power at Cheltenham. And um, the Paddy Power Gold Cup, Nichols had been raving about him um, leading up to this. It was his first run since joining Nichols and having had a win knock, etc. And he felt he was very well handicapped off 149. And I liked the run. And it was a run, he finished third. And it was a run that suggested to me at the time, right, this fella is definitely worth another go at, um, at three miles. Um, because there would have been, he, he tried it once, I think, before, and he, like, he ran horrendously. But um, I thought just with Nichols, 
um, the way he trains them, etc., that it, it might just be time for him. And they ran him at the two and a half again, so it was a very similar race, like four weeks later, and he just didn't run the same race. Uh, and it might have, I don't know, maybe I'd say, but it sounds to Nichols, he might have given him a very kind of heavy squeeze for the Paddy Power Gold Cup, and maybe that just came a little bit soon for him afterwards. So um, he's freshened him up since uh, 11 weeks off. Um, now he's going up and trip and he's back to 149. And I, I just thought he was worth a little a little chance now. It's mostly okay. trip related, but also freshening him up. Um, I, I think might just be a, you know a bit of a key to him. So I'm looking forward to seeing him at the trip and he'll do it for me. Okay, good stuff. Uh, I'm with you on that as well. 16 one, good old boys. Okay, Kev, let's talk about Linkfield with you to talk about the uh, Heaver Sprint Stakes over five furlongs. Fast horses need only apply. Come on. Angel, Angel is your five to two favourite. And um, Lord Riddeford, 11 to four. Tone the Baron, Tony the Baroni, or whatever the hell. Tone the Bar one, whatever you want to pronounce it. Four to one. Strong power, seven to one. One night stand, 16 to one. No one night stand on this. <laughs> Um, right, Kev, um, you're yeah. only good at these um, mid-winter flat races that absolutely nobody's been a blind but a notice to. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like tone the bar one, as you call it. That will catch on. That will catch on. <laughs> catch on. I quite like it, Barone, bar yeah. one, ideal. Um, yeah, it's around. kind of it's kind of a tactical angle as much as anything. Look, he he, he is a fast horse, so I think a fast five probably suits him best. <laughs> and, um, uh, and he might just get the lead to himself here. The last day there, he got um, he was he was ornate was in against them, which we know ornate is with one of the fastest four furlong horses around for a long time, and um, they just got hooped up a bit and um, caught each other's throats mid race. So he's better than that, and he just might get left alone here. I know one night stand can go forward, but. Um, I don't think he's ever led over five, and I'm just hoping that Tone the Bar one uh, might have too much by <laughs> furlong speed for him, and uh, be able to. Uh, he's drawn wide, which isn't ideal, but I'm hoping he's got the toe um, to get out in the cross and, and secure the lead, and just get a, a an easy enough time of it mid race there, um, mm. because his form in the book is uh, you know at these weights is, is certainly good enough to win this on a, on a good day. So I was mm. that was the my inclination, Hugo. You, you need to be forward for a one night stand, don't you? Oy, oy. <laughs> don't you? It's my understanding. Maybe that's why it doesn't work for me. Anyway, Tone the Barone. What do I reckon, Tony? You're going to have a few quid on your namesake there. <laughs> I hate, when I was doing the pace maps earlier, I, I couldn't make head and a tail of, of both these Linfield races. Um, I had question marks against nearly all of them about run style, etc. Because, yeah. you know, a, a lot of these run styles of these sprinters on, on the all are, are, are basically draw-related and, and price-related, aren't they? So yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I thought maybe strong power. I knew mean, know he's only rated eighty-seven, but he's got a lot to find. Yeah. Uh, but I thought the, the I think the nature of the race could suit a closer, and he could be there. But lovely, okay, yeah. not, not a strong view, Kev. Then you can talk us about the two five, the Winter Derby Stakes, a mile and a quarter here. And um, Lord North is going to win this. Let's just keep it short and sweet. Yeah, sure. I'd say, I don't know, get the, get the stats boys out. I'd say there hasn't been many higher rated horses. I know, I'm sure there's been a couple um, enabled, springs to mind, that, that have run in the all-weather. Um, but, you know, this fella's rated 123. I think they were going to go abroad with him and they, they decided yeah. to take a pull. Um, I can't remember if it was Saudi or, or Dubai. Saudi, they wanted to go to Saudi. Um, they've taken a pull. Um, like, you, you, I suppose you'd be worried about pace for this, but, it, you know, the Goslins have Forrest Dean and different connections, but but he can go forward. And you'd say, in the circumstances, you'd be surprised if he didn't go forward here and, and make it at least a, an even pace. 
Um, and look, it should be pretty straightforward for Lord North. He's a like he's a very like he's a, I don't think it's over egg of the pudding. Like he's a he's a world class horse on his day, yeah. but he just he he can be a little bit in and out. Um, I know I'm nearly certain he's burst blood vessels in the past and yeah, and had one or two issues, but he um he's a proper weapon on his day. Like and, you know these yeah. are, he's got good horses against him here, but he's a he, like he's, he's he's a group one horse. He's, on he's, he's the same price as shall we have one more? <laughs> and, and, and if you put the two against each other as, as more likely winners, I mean Lord yeah. North all day long. All day long. I mean, he's, all uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, and any 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 horse that declines invitation to to go to Saudi and has some morals, he should be winning this. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a moral, it's a moral vote of support for Norman. And uh, don't don't forget you. Like what? It's not that long ago that this fella beat um, Adieb by by a distance That's of ground yeah. at Ascot, and should we know from Adieb's form in Australia, he's one of the very very best horses <laughs> in the world. You know, winning Group One's galore down there. Oh, uh, so what what does that say, Lord? Lord all the cream better than Frankel, I'd say. And he also won the Dubai turf on that level playing field over there as well, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Strong book of form. Right, lads, one last race to talk about in Newcastle. It's the slog. Four miles. Oh, yes. Uh, the Iron Chase and uh, the 315. It's on the cards. History of Fashion is your four to one favourite. Um, Eclair Surf, six to one. Danilo Derry, seven to one. Domaine de Lille at eights. And it's 10 to one uh, bar. Right, so um, go on, Dan. Give us uh, your, your version of this one. The 315 at Newcastle. Um, the either over four miles. Who do you like? Uh, Windy Barber. I'm having a couple of cracks at this. Uh, oh, Potter's yes. Corner lurking off one three one now. I know he's not done it in a normal handicap for a good while, but he's mm. lower than when he just got touched off in the cross country race. And I think he probably just bounced a bit when he was turned out quickly in the Welsh National. Tried to hold his place, didn't jump as well as normal. With the kid riding, Ellis Collier looks. I mean, he's claiming seven, and he's ridden plenty of winners already. I mean, that's that's a bit of a bonus to his chance, I thought. So I thought he was quite interesting, although he's 12. But that's a key thing with this race for me. There are only three horses that are younger than nine. We know so much about plenty of these. Maybe one of the elders will bounce back, but I think it's a very hard horse to knock a Claire Surf. You view the Warwick win one of two ways. Either he just got into a rhythm and nothing nothing else showed his form. Another way of looking at, at that is it was his first try over a marathon trip he won an extremely competitive handicap by 13 lengths, beating a horse in Jericho Rock, who'd run into Sam Palais, had just been touched off by Pat's Fancy at Chepstow. I mean, this horse could have actually just improved 15, 20 pounds that day. And that's the view I'm inclined to take. He's a young up and coming stayer who's had very little racing over marathon distances. And I don't think it's beyond the realm to think of him as a national horse of the future. So mm. I just thought he had a lot more going for him. Youth, profile, and what he did at Warwick. That was pretty devastating to win that race by 13 lengths. Okay, lovely. Claire Surf, 6-1 to one at the time. Five places on the sports book each way terms if you're backing on this particular race, Kevin Blake. So a bit of value each way. Who do you like? Um, I like Win My Wings. Um, like th- This is going to be a good old... I love these slogs. I love slow boats, you. I love them. Yes, and, you do. Um, Even in five and, furlong sprints, you like slow boats. Come on, yeah? <laughs> and I'd say this one, this, this mare is pretty slow now. Um, like she's she's got away with it a couple of times over three miles, and including last time. But she look she kind of looks slow doing it, and um, they they've it, this is her first shot at a proper marathon trip. They've stuck the cheek pieces on, so they're not messing about. I'd say this might be the this might be the big day for her. You know, crack at a big pot, and I just think she'll be she'll be very well equipped for it. Um, there looks to be a, a good bit of pace around, so they should go you know an even pace at least. 
um, and make this a true test of stamina. And, um, you know, she'll be ridden with a bit of pain. Well, as she's usually ridden with a bit of patience because I think she's just so slow that they couldn't yeah, do anything different. <laughs> um, but so she might be a small bit handier over this trip with the cheek pieces on, but uh, she definitely won't be up in front rank, I wouldn't think, anyway. Um, okay. I know Christian Williams seems to have the team in good form. So win my wings will do for me, win. Hugo. Go Bye. watch him jump off. Go have a cup of tea, a few biscuits, come back. Yeah. There might be two circuits <laughs> left to go and then enjoy the Lovely. rest of it. Joy is 16 to 1 as well. Five places with the sports book. Tony Calvin, last word to you on our last race. Um, wasn't going to play in the race, but sports book pulled me in with the five places. And I'm going to, I should be back in this horse win only given his jumping style, but just your type um, of a career, mm. low mark. I, I backed him and tipped him last time at Lingfields and he was yeah. getting, he was getting into a lovely rhythm out in front. And then he just like unseated his rider. I mean, the way I know it's a long way out, but I thought he would go really well. He's got history in this race. He's a lot lower than when six in this race in 2019. Three pound lower than his last winning mark. If he doesn't really balls up, he's jumping and he puts in a half decent round. Then again, I, I think off a mark of 125 on ground. Lovely. On soft ground, he should like. I mean, I, I'd be disappointed if he's not in the first five. And I thought 14s, he was 18s earlier on, but 14s now is very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just your type. It's probably not a race to watch with any reddish the way he jumps. But if he gets it all together, he's got a winning chance. And if he even just jumps moderately, he's still got a, a chance of finishing the first five. So just uh, for me. It's not too bad, TC. It's not like he doesn't have a lot of fences to jump. It's only the 26 here, so it should be fine. <laughs> I, know, but, I, know, but he, I know, but he can carry a step ladder around, walk up and walk down. <laughs> the, the, others yeah. are so slow, the others are so slow in relation. Uh, remember okay. the ca- the Campanero renewal of a, a few years ago. That was that was behind the sofa stuff, like two finished or something. Like, yeah. Some yeah. horses, like you, some horses, you bet. You shouldn't just watch the race. You should just have your bet. <laughs> like I like putting my on today. Have your bet. Don't watch the see race. And just, and just refresh your bank balance, uh, your betting yeah. balance, and see <laughs> if it's a result just, of it, to be if it's been placed or won. That's why I gone down again. <laughs> okay, gents, that's it. Um, just before we get your laps, then one more reminder to grow your roar for Cheltenham with a £30 free bet pot. Bet £20 on horse racing in a week on the Sportsbook or the Exchange to add £10 to your Cheltenham free bet. Terms and conditions apply. You can spread it across different races. You can bet 20 quid on one. It's all about growing your pot for Cheltenham, which is not far away now. Your naps, please. Um, Tony Calvin, bottom of the table still. Give us your winning nap. Day round the Derenda Karjak. Okay, good stuff. Red six to one at the time of recording. Pause. Uh, win, win, win only? Yeah, okay. Pause, win win only. Okay, um, good stuff. Kevin Blake, uh, plus 82. What is your nap, please? I'm going to go with win my wings, win and place. And you have just realized the whole through this podcast, I've been using my Tony Calvin cup. So we'll get, ah, you, we'll get you a good look at this for the big unveil. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Sunshine. <laughs> I, thought sunshine. Was, I thought it was going to be one of those that had... Little U- Miss Sunshine. <laughs> I thought it was going to be one of those that had UNT on the hand. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> not that bad. Okay, my nap is uh, very, very surprisingly, lads. Uh, Lord North is going to win, so just back the horse to win. <laughs> I hope you have yeah, yeah. Daniel Barber, your market leader. Um, your market, our market leader and plus 107. What do you fancy, please? Um, I feel like... I've got the first race covered here because I'm going to be back in both of them. Tony's gone for one. I'll go for the other. I'll go for one true king, please. First race, Kempton. Lovely. First race at Kempton, one true king. Okay, lads. Brings uh, it 12 to one. 
Fair to all. <laughs> <laughs> when he's SP, he's 20, I'll have to retire. <laughs> I'd love to stay in chat. Like, SP, it's all right. <laughs> I'd love to stay in chat, lads, but my, I have to have to go. My phone's ringing here. It's actually, it's Matt Chapman. He's calling me, but there's also some paternity test. I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> We're back at Wayne in on Monday. We're back at Wayne in on Monday. Gamble responsibly as always. Until we're here again. Good luck. <laughs>